previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. So there's a clear chain here. Rourke being used by Valerie, who's being used by Lillian to gain control of this plaza for unknown reasons. Nicholas, you have a connection to Lillian, but I'm assuming that you don't have any way of getting in contact with them or would want to get in contact with them. That is correct. Okay, so it seems that Valerie is the next option, but how to approach Valerie? I mean, she works at the police station, doesn't she? Uh, well, if she's there, yes, we'll try to question her. If not, we'll try to figure out where she is and where she can be found. So I guess we just need to talk about what our strategy is going to be for this fact-finding mission. I, I have questions about why we're walking when we when you have a car. And the three of you get into Cirrus's Sentinel. And the three of you drive off. Vroom, vroom. After about a 30-minute drive through the winding streets of the district, you arrive outside Valley's Precinct. Precinct number 32. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Here, Niklaus and Cirrus, the three of you find yourselves outside Valerie's police precinct. Sentinel has pulled up to the front. (laughs) (laughs) And the three of you are just chilling in the spiritual levitating vehicle mount. I tell Sentinel to perfectly parallel park. There's not a lot of space, but Sentinel's a magic car and Sentinel could get it done. Yeah, as I think Hirku was sitting in the back, right? Probably. As Sentinel attempts to parallel park, Hercule, you feel like your seat and your leg room is shrinking every time Hercule Sentinel hops up to... and gets out of the car. Like, <laughs> hops out of the car. It's, it's magic. Magic is technology, guys. Magic is technology. Yeah. Don't you forget it. <laughs> anyway, once we're parked, I take off my seatbelt and get out of the car. You join Hercule on the sidewalk. The Klaus, before he steps out of the car... Casts mage armor on himself, and then he steps out. What color sheen do you have? The sheen appears like a bluish, reddish, not not purple, but just kind of like, you know, like you can get like a two-tone optical do illusion. Look like thing. A, a bug carapace, kind of, kind <laughs> Turn, of, uh, yeah, and then it, exactly. <laughs> and then it, and then it turns invisible. Ooh, I like your sheen. That's that's quite that's, forward. It's okay. quite a good sheen you got on you. The rest of the episode is just jokes about. Nicholas's sheen. Yes, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I'll go in, say I'm uh, here on official police business, and I need information from Detective Valerie Wolf, and we'll see if where that gets us. Okay. Okay, and who who are we in this scenario? That's a great question. The two of you will be... Witnesses? Yes, witnesses, yes. That's much better than whatever elaborate thing I was going to come up with. Two of that are the Star Wars pretend we're prisoners thing. Okay, so we saw we saw a crime. We saw a underground pirate robbing somebody. Okay, yeah. I I was in fact held prisoner, illegally detained by this pirate. And we only need yeah. and we can only solve this with the <laughs> great detective Valerie Wolf. Okay. Sure. She didn't even have a, a pirate's license. It's crazy. Okay. I'm ready. I'll follow your lead. I start confidently walking towards the precinct, which is, of course, as we all remember, precinct number 32. I slouch behind her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not as good as pre- precinct 42, which is where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you head inside the building, which still bears the hallmarks of a former Souls Mart. In the front, you can see where the counter used to be located. And behind that, you just see that they've basically just knocked down all the walls. In the back where the freezers once were, you see there's a jail cell and numerous tables for the various officers. The desk officer sitting behind the counter says hello, and he goes, Hello! 
Hello, good sir. Um, can I get can I get a name for you? What's your name? My name is Officer Yudai. <laughs> oh, Officer Yudai. That's two U's. Okay. Hold on, I'm writing that down. It's it's uh, well okay. It's Y U U D A I. My friends tell me I should have gone into a different line of work. No, I'm sure you're very well cut out for officer desk duty. Anyways, how can I help you today, Officer? Oh yeah, sorry. I'm Officer Alanis from Precinct 42. It's good to meet you. I'm here about a a case that I witnessed in the you know in this area. These two here, whose names are looks looks up looks up looks up names. You take a moment to try and remember Hyuku and Niklaus's fake names. Diarazad and Rizmar. Rickmar. Rickmar. Yudai looks concerned that you can't remember the names of your two companions. Sorry, I just met them. We They witnessed the crime. There was a case of un- unlicensed underground piracy. There's an underground pirate on the loose, and, you know, I'm pretty good friends with, with Detective Valerie Wolf, and... I feel like her skills could really be helpful on this case, and so I was hoping to to maybe meet with her and get her help on this. Do you know if she's in today? Yudai responds, Detective Wolf is out today. Is there another detective I can escort you to? Oh, is she is she sick? Yeah, she called in sick today. Well, sure, um, we'd be happy to to meet with another detective. Alright, just let me go get one real fast. When he leaves, I huddle with Nicholas and Hirkir and say, okay, so what do we do? The the first part of our plan has backfired somewhat. Well, I guess we have a couple options. We could try to sneak to her desk, see if there's anything there, but I feel like if she was up to no good, she wouldn't leave that stuff at her work desk in a police station. Or we could try to get her address and just go to her house. Okay, that's true. While I'm talking with this detective, would one of you be okay with maybe searching around for this for her desk or for this information possibly both yeah i'm okay with doing that i'm not very sneaky don't but think either i could just say i was looking for the restroom yeah that that always works <laughs> i have it on good authority that if you say you're just there to to pee nobody will question what you're doing Hercule nods uncertainly okay so i'll keep the detective busy with a with a very elaborate story about what happened and i'll try to buy you some time Okay. Here, here, you're okay with this? Yep. Okay, great. I don't have any better ideas. Is there like a, a floor plan on the wall? <laughs> Regulations say there should be so we can find the fire exits. <laughs> you don't have to look for a floor plan. It's not a very complicated setup. You see in front of you that there's a bit of a walled off area that you assume is the bullpen. They keep bulls in here? It's where all the police sit. Yes, so Niklaus will walk over towards where the bullpen area is. Very nonchalant. As you head towards the bullpen, the receptionist appears in front of you. And he says, oh, sorry, you must be accompanied all at all times. Oh, where's where's the restroom? It's over in the back. How about I accompany you to Detective Oliver's desk, and then I'll take you to the restroom. Sounds great. You die signals to the rest of you to follow him. Fine. I call lightning on. <laughs> Nick House makes a point of on the way being a looky loo, like looking at everything, closely examining like the potted plant in the corner, the, the painting of the police chief on the wall. Like he wants to look like a tourist, so that when he looks at the other desks later, it's not out of the ordinary. Go ahead and do a performance check. Wow, I'm better at this now. That's true, you are. It's gonna be a twenty-one. Nice. nice. Yeah, the officers that see you come in aren't particularly surprised. People are usually pretty curious once they head into a police station. Meanwhile, Officer Yudai leads you to the desk of Detective Oliver, a rather portly human detective, apparently, with a very jocular face and balding white hair. He then leads Niklaus to the restroom. On the way, I try to see if I can locate a desk that has the Valerie Wolf nameplate on it. Yeah, do a perception check. Not as good at this. Ooh, good roll though, 19. Yeah, in the back right corner you see a desk with a nameplate that says Detective Valerie Wolf. Doesn't happen to coincidentally be on the way to the restroom, does it? It is on the way to the restroom, but you have to leave the bullpen to get to the restroom. From the south there's a hallway leading up to where the counter where you die 
was sitting, and behind him is where the bullpen is in the center. Heading up to the northeast is where the restroom is, and in that corner of the bullpen is also where Valerie's desk is. In the northwest corner is where the break room is, and you can see in there there's at least one police officer who doesn't have a very clear view of the bullpen, but is just in there having coffee. Detective Oliver's desk is in the southeast corner of the bullpen. Meanwhile, we cut back to Detective Oliver. Oh, so good to meet you, Detective Oliver. I'm I'm Officer Alanis of the 42nd Precinct, and I extend my hand to shake his. He swings around in his rolly chair, and he extends a very girthy arm. How's his grip? What's the handshake like? Extremely weak. <laughs> I only show like a little bit of dominance with this handshake. The detective says, How can I help you today, Officer Alanis? Yes, well, I happened to witness a crime while uh, in your jurisdiction on unrelated business, and I figured I would need the help of a detective local to the area to help to help work it. So let me let me tell you what happened. So there we were, me and this random bystander. We happened to both hear some sort of odd noise coming from below, uh, from one of the manhole covers, saying something like, "Help me." Help me, I've fallen and I can't get up. And I'm a, you know, I like to think of myself as a good, upstanding citizen even when I'm not on duty. So I went in and me and this, and this, and this man went down to try to help whoever was in trouble. But then that's when it happened. Piracy. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, our fair city is under threat from an enemy below. And not, not enough attention's being given to this. There are, is a whole network of pirates underground preying on the weak the innocent trying to take their valuables and who knows what else. My poor new friend here got got tied up in a net. We were threatened. We barely made it out. And I'm and I'm an officer of the law. Imagine if some ordinary citizen got stuck down there. They would, you know, it would it would be bad. And I and I'll do whatever it takes to help root out this new this new scourge that's afflicting our fair city. Go ahead and do the insight check. I'm not super insightful. Joey, I just rolled a zero. <laughs> I rolled a one minus one. There's no good way I could spin this. <laughs> From your point of view, it looks like Detective Oliver is really interested <laughs> and really cares. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kiriko, you're sitting next to Sirius and it looks like he's asleep. I'm just so glad we have good men like you serving our city. Before we leave the bullpen, I glance back at the group and create a psychic connection with Rickmar. We're so we we're, we're, we're just referring mind. to it. We're using, not going to get confusing at all. Yeah, we're, we're going to use the <laughs> fake names even amongst ourselves. Uh, at her cure. Uh, so, Nikasa, like, before he walks out of the bullpen, they glance back at the group and create a psychic connection with her cure so that they can communicate. And uh, before I walk out, I say, Rickmar, in the corner over there, that's where Valerie's desk is. I look to that corner. Yeah. You see a nameplate from the distance here. It's a little bit hard to make out, but you do see that there's like a big V. Okay. I say thanks in my yeah. brain. Yudai deposits you at the restroom, Niklaus, and he waits outside. Before I close the door, I'm like, I, I'm so sorry about this, but it might be a while. <laughs> and then I go in. Yeah. And then I just tell uh, her character, all right, Yudai is going to be sticking with me until I'm done, and I'm going to take as long as I need. So just let me know when you're... You're done. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to the desk. Meanwhile, I still think this guy is, like, listening to me with, like, rapt attention. Yeah. In actuality, he's fallen asleep with his eyes open. It's sort of terrifying. To everybody but me. <laughs> he's just like, wow. Somebody finally who cares about what's going on in our city. Should make a comment about how he's a great listener. <laughs> Did you see anything on our desk? Or do I need to get over? Might need to take a closer look. It'd be pretty suspicious to like root around in there, but you might be able to just glance at the, the stuff that's readily accessible. Is there like a water cooler nearby or a coffee machine that you could pretend to? Is there anyone else in the bullpen? Yeah. Inside the bullpen, there's at least two or three detectives sort of scattered throughout the room, but none of them are particularly close to Valerie's desk. Were there people outside the bullpen too? Yeah, there's a couple of uniformed officers. What if I crawled over to Valerie's desk? the little stealth mini game where you gotta like watch for the, the yellow red 
uh, line, of, line of sight while you crouch behind yeah. desks. <laughs> yep. Yep. Is there a large box? <laughs> Is there a large box? Is there a giant, like, wooden barrel? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a wheeled chair I could sit on and play and, and then suddenly find myself over by <laughs> Valerie's desk? <on? laughs> I, mean, I have an idea of something I could do to help, but, like, I don't think in character serves with Unless somebody tells Sirius that this person is not listening and paying attention to her. I don't think she would do, be inclined to do. She's in the middle of a very important yeah, yeah, yeah. report right now. A debrief, as they call them. Uh, love debriefs. Nikolaus could try to create a disturbance to draw attention. But right now everyone's like green. And I think if I call it a disturbance, everyone's going to turn to yellow. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, huh? What's that? And then... Oh. Yeah, the exclamation mark appears <laughs> above there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a double-edged sword there it can get them away from the bullpen but when they come back they're gonna be more Sirius can like pretend to to have a heart attack or or Sirius can, Sirius <laughs> oh, can like geez. throw up on demand and just uh that's her secret talent <laughs> just like get everybody to be like oh my god this woman needs medical attention you're still telling yeah. the story to that's Detective the problem. Oliver I'm like, this city needs good cops willing to do the hard work. And there's like, you know, there's like the flag waving, Falcon's Reach waving behind me as I stare off into the distance. <laughs> and Officer Oliver sleeping in front of you. Seriously, you continue to rant for about two minutes. You're starting to run out of words as you look at Kirkir. I tell Nicholas that in my brain that there's too many coppers. I can't get over there. Well, can't Sirius just escort you over there? Say she was told by Valerie to pick up something for her because she was feeling sick. It's a good idea. I will pull on Cyrus's shirt or whatever. <laughs> like, and another thing this city needs more of. Uh, sorry, what? Cyrus, he's asleep. Maybe we could go over. You escort me or whatever, and just wander over to Valerie's like he's, desk. He's not asleep. For a quick look. And I like look. A, I look more closely at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking at you with like dead ass sleep eyes. I like wave my my hand in front of his face to be sure. Huh. There's no response. Okay, so you're saying I should all right, wait, hold on, I whisper. I get real close and I'm like, uh, so you're saying I should escort you as if I'm one of the officers working here to Valerie's desk. Yes. I look around at the other officers around. Uh, do they look like the most attentive of officers? Mmm not at the moment. Well, actually, <laughs> Okay. Go ahead and do a inside check. How sharp are these officers? It's an eight. Everybody seems mostly relaxed. Like, they're not out on the streets, so their situational awareness is a little bit more lax than it normally would be. Hmm. And then I have one last question, which is, could I cast a spell on somebody that's asleep? I have the spell called Command. <laughs> I was thinking that was thinking of casting on this guy, but <laughs> where he has to make a wisdom saving throw or do like a thing I tell him to do. But I don't know if that would but he's asleep, so I don't know what the procedure for that would be. <laughs> I think he has to hear it. Yeah. If you wake mm -hmm. him up, maybe. Okay. I think what I'll do is I'll try to very confidently because I'm in my I'm in my like outfit. I'm in my police uniform. And these people are sort of not, like, paying attention super well. So I'll try to, like, you know, walk as if I work there, you know, with confidence. Walk with Hyrgyr to Valerie's desk, which I'm assuming he has pointed out to me. Yes. Subtly. Because it's all about confidence, you know? Hyrgyr, are you going along or what are you doing? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I'm uh, keeping an eye on the desk, trying to see what I can pick up as quickly as I can. The two of you do a sneak check with advantage. That'll just even out for me then. Watch my dice abandon me once again. Oh, hey. Uh, I got 13. a 13. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. It turns out it's not that hard to sneak away from someone who's asleep. So good. <laughs> I still need an advantage <laughs> to like do that. And the two of you slink on over to Valerie's desk. Most of the police officers are busy working or chatting amongst themselves. As you approach the desk, you see that there's nothing really on it. There's a fancy pen sitting behind the nameplate. But other than that, it's pretty spartan. There's a couple of drawers in the desk, though. Let's get back to Nick Klaus real fast. What's going on in the bathroom? 
From outside the restroom, Niklaus, you hear Yudai go, uh, everything okay in there? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, just had some bad tacos. Yeah, at that point, Niklaus will presentigitate a very convincing sound. <laughs> what kind of sound? Uh, the sound that bad tacos will give you. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a place in the city where you could get good tacos! Uh, uh, he'll even go so far as to cause uh, an odor to like appear underneath the door jamb, so that it'll like waft up. Uh, it's most most foul. No one really sees this, but Yudai makes like a face. How are things going, guys? We're by the desk. Oh, good. Let me know if you get caught. I'll I'll make a noise or something. Okay. Kiku and Sears, the two of you are now at Valerie's desk. I whisper. Let's try to very subtly open these drawers. Yeah, okay. I kind of try to, like, stand in front of Hirakura to, like, block him from view. While also looking very official. I check a drawer. Yep. You open up the first drawer and you see that there's what appears to be a spare apartment key. As well as a spare Eldritch Blast pistol module. Huh. Well, if we knew where her apartment was, there's a key here. Maybe. Guess I don't know it's for her apartment for sure, but I pocket the key. Open the next drawer. You open the next drawer and it's just a bunch of files. They don't particularly mean anything to you. Okay. I try the... I don't know how many drawers there are. Uh, we'll just say there was two. Okay. Do you do you know where Valerie lives? Your best friend, Valerie? Do I know where my best friend Valerie lives? I mean, if she's your best friend, I would assume that you know where she lives. Me too. <laughs> Sorry. I would, uh, let me go back. My only friend... <laughs> Pri- prior to meeting these two. <laughs> if she's your only friend, then I'm not so sure that you would know where she is. <laughs> too accurate, Joey, too accurate. <laughs> is there is there like a dice I could roll like a D like a like or flip like a penny or something? Let's Creepy say five roll. You've definitely e- followed her home before. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've gotten lunch before, you know, and maybe we've met up at her apartment. Like there have been several audible mentions in this podcast of us making lunch plans yep and it's like (laughs) it's like when you always like meet someone and you're like oh yeah we should definitely get lunch together sometime (laughs) and then you never do (laughs) yeah we should you know we never hang out anymore truly this podcast is based in reality yeah that's the that's that's how you know it's like real that's how you know it's like so it's true to true to the heart let's just say you're not sure I kind of know what part of town she lives in, but I'm not entirely sure exactly where she lives. We'll be fine. Meanwhile, Detective Oliver makes a long snorting sound. And one of the uniformed officers nearby takes notice and he's just like, oh god damn it, he's asleep again. We cut back to Hugh here and Sirius. Okay, so what you're saying is that there is an officer looking at Oliver. Yeah. Okay, in that direction. Okay, then Cirrus will very carefully and quickly grab the pen and kind of try to, like, sneak out of the bolt pen with Hirkir. If Hirkir is down for that. I am down for that. I'm like, let's get out of here. All right. All right. Both of you guys roll sneak checks. Okay. Oh, boy. Guys, guys, what's going on? We checked out her desk. There wasn't much, but maybe a spare apartment key. Oh, okay. That's good. Oh, excellent. Five. Two. <laughs> are we are we heading back now? Yeah, maybe now might be a good time for distraction. Oh, okay, okay. At this point, the class will begin to say, uh, like he's doing a kamehameha. And, uh, <laughs> oh no! As he reaches the the penultimate, he will cast knock to cause a, a loud audible knock, audible from the three hundred feet away. Uh, I guess he casts it on the door in front of him just to like cause the sound does this explode the door <laughs> no okay that's a different spell right yeah. shatter yeah that's shatter okay. <laughs> yeah Hucker and Sirius the two of you start trying to head out of the bullpen and the police officer who noticed that detective Oliver is asleep heads over and slaps him a couple times and and detective Oliver suddenly wakes up and he's like oh pirates pirates and the two of them look in your direction, Sirius and Kirkir. And then suddenly coming from the restroom, there's a gig- just this- re- What does it sound like? Uh, it's a- it's a loud knock. 
Yeah, it sounds like someone punched the door to the restroom with great strength and you hear groaning coming from behind it. And it's loud enough where it gets all of the officers' attention, <laughs> and several of them run up to the restroom door. While they're distracted, I grab Hirkirin, do a very quick walk slash run out of the bullpen while nobody's looking. Whee! Yeah. That's good, because I'm, I'm sneaking very badly. The two of you hustle out. Meanwhile, the police officers continue to accumulate outside the restroom door, and all of them are like, Are you okay? <laughs> so, uh, I, Sir, I, are you okay in there? Sir, I'm like, are you okay in there? Hercare, Sir, you guys we clear? need you to respond. <laughs> are you clear, Hercare? Hercare, is it clear? Clear! Uh, sir, are you okay? Sir. Okay, uh, so as soon as I hear <laughs> the okay, I, I open the door dramatically. <laughs> the, they all follow this fucking protocol and like the officer's manual where if this exact thing happens you have to say <laughs> that exact phrase and uh, before the door was open uh, Niklaus prestidigitated himself like covered in sweat <laughs> like shirt drenched like and he comes out and he wipes his brow and he like flings his sweat on the floor and he's like oh god never again <laughs> As you come out, all the officers pile in with great speed, with their weapons drawn, and clear the restroom. So, ooh, I probably wouldn't have gone in there, guys. <laughs> Just saying. Sorry about that, uh, officer, you die. Meanwhile, the officers inside the restroom are all like, Clear! 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 <laughs> clear! <laughs> officer, you die comes up to you, Nick Lawson, and is like, Sir, are you okay? <laughs> Do you require assistance? I think it's best I... I head home. <laughs> I oh yeah, you should you should definitely get that checked out. Yeah, appreciate that. I just want to say I, I applaud the department's uh, plumbing. It's it took it <laughs> like a champ. Meanwhile, inside the restroom, there's at least one officer with his gun pointed into the toilet, and he's like, "Clear." <laughs> <laughs> Another day on the force. So I ask uh, Officer Udai to escort me to the front. Yeah, he does so. It's like a, it's like a bit of a, like you see people who ride horses and they got like a bow-legged walk. <laughs> got one of those. Yudai genuinely escorts you outside the police station, and he says, "Well, I hope you feel better." Just give him a thumbs up with his eyes closed, head hanging. It's okay. People get nervous all the time coming into the police station. Oh, but you guys are so nice. Meanwhile, in the restroom, people are still going like, "Clear." <laughs> Go, go, go! I'm imagining them tasing one of the doors. It's resisting. It's not going down. <laughs> it's coming right for us. <laughs> Take him down, boys. <laughs> this is what we trained for. <laughs> As the three of you stand outside the police station, it occurs to you, Sirius, that you're not exactly sure where this key goes. Uh, well, that wasn't the most enlightening fact-finding mission that I've ever been on. We managed to grab a key, a spare apartment key. Uh, to oh, somewhere do you know we... where she lives? I know the area that she lives in, but I don't know, like, her specific address. Uh, do you think you die would give it to you if you told them that you want to give her, like, a gift or get well present? Ooh, maybe. I go back in and go up to Officer Yudai. You able to get your problem sorted out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really appreciate you and the force being so helpful and and kind to to us today, and for helping my acquaintance with his bathroom incident, I know I, I apologize for any sort of inconvenience that we that we caused you. I I do have one just one little question. Uh, so Valerie and, and I are basically best friends, and I would love to to bring her gift to help her feel better. Do you know what her address is? <laughs> Officer Yudai has a moment where he's like, I've never heard her mention you before. We're we're such close friends that she doesn't mention me to every to anybody. But you also don't you guys are close friends and you don't know where she lives? I mean, she's also a very private person, you know? Go ahead and roll a deception check. I'm gonna deceive so good. It's a 14. They rolled an eight. Yeah. Officer Yudai is like. Oh, well, I mean, I guess if you say you're her best friend, then you must be. <laughs> no one would ever falsely claim they're best friends with somebody. That would ruin the sanctity of friendship. He writes down an address and he gives it to you. 
Thank you so much, sir. This, you've, you've been very helpful today, you know? Yeah, and you head back outside. Nikolaus, your plan was genius. Of course. And Nikolaus in his head saying, that actually worked. Well, now we know where to go. Yeah, I think, why don't we take Sentinel and head over? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Again, Sentinel. Nikolaus buckles up. Yeah, and the three of you zoom off. Zoom, I put the zoom. piece of paper against Sentinel's steering wheel. I'm like, take us to this address, Sentinel. <laughs> That's not how that works, but 20 minutes later, you arrive at the address. There's a little slot. You got to slide the piece of paper in. <laughs> right. <just> worrying, clicking. <laughs> it processes for 20 minutes. You got to put the punch card in. Yeah. It's got to convert it to, to ones and zeros. Sentinel pulls up to what appears to be a garage. Smack dab in the middle of two commercial buildings. The garage itself is relatively nondescript. In front, you just see that there's a garage door. I park. I wait until the car is parked, and then I exit. Yep. Take off Take off my seatbelt. <laughs> exit. You lift one leg, then the other. <laughs> I grasp firmly the door handle and prepare to exit the vehicle. <laughs> the three of you get out of the car and head towards the garage door. As you take a look around, you see that there is a little pad with a plastic cover on top of it. As you lift the cover, you see that there is a keyhole. All right, who's got the key? Do I still have the key? Yep. I put the key in to see if it fits. It's a perfect fit. Oh, I turn the key. You hear some Magitech activating, and the garage door slowly levitates up. Woo! Magic! You see that the garage has been converted into a living space. In front of you see a pretty chic and well-decorated living room, and behind that, a kitchen that sits underneath a loft. And you can see on the loft there's a pretty nice-looking bed, some lamps, and a nice sitting chair. So the garage door just opens up into this? Yeah, directly opens up. Space. Wow. All right, we should get in and maybe close the door. Joey, does Cirrus suspect that maybe a detective salary wouldn't be able to pay for all this? Do an insight check. <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> so anybody who wonders this can do an insight check. I also wonder. Oops, dropped it on the floor. Try again. Got dropped on the floor again. Well, in the meantime, Nicklaus got a 17. <laughs> I got another zero. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to make detective one day. Let's see. Oh. 19. Yeah. Although I don't know that I have the background on what a cop or anyone else makes, so. Well, you know better than Cirrus does. Yeah. Check <laughs> <laughs> here, Nicholas. You take a look around, and all the furnishings are very chic and modern and very well decorated. You determine that, first of all, that Valerie has really good taste. And second, that this is way outside the normal price range of a detective of the FRPD. Meanwhile, Sirius, this seems completely normal to you. All is as it should be. Seems a little suspicious to me. I don't know. Oh, you can't just be suspicious of everything here, Kier. There's no way she could afford this on a detective salary. I worked in one of the largest corporations in the city, and my apartment wasn't as nice as this. Maybe she's just really good at saving her money. That chair over there? That's like a year's salary. Maybe she has a really good financial wizard helping her. Hmm. Anyhow, do we hear anything, Joey? Is there, are there any signs of life in here? I'm glad you asked this uh, after you go into the uh, the apartment. <laughs> Hercules yes. looking for something to close the garage door. This is how we roll. <laughs> Badly and confusedly. Yeah, we we saw the door and we got we were just we had to get past the door first. That was like. It's true. That's, that's a major uh, obstacle. You have us. to take care of that first before you can do anything else. Sirius, go ahead and roll a perception check. Please be good. Sirius, as you take a look around looking for signs of life, here, you actually don't really have to do anything. The door closes by itself. Oh. Ominously? Yeah, that's convenient. I rolled a 16. Yeah, you don't hear or see anybody in this apartment. As here closes the door, however, it gets pretty dark. It's okay, I can see. <laughs> I also can see. <laughs> Nicholas, it's hard for you to see. Before the lights went out, did I see a, a light switch? Or a, do do I know your fancier apartments have uh, the clapper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're all voice activated. Nicholas is like, lights, activate. 
The lights turn on. Set light setting to moody. The lights dim a little bit. I'm really tempted to just play with the lights for a bit, but I know we're here for a mission, mission so... Nikos begins investigating for incriminating evidence. <laughs> There's a couple of parts to this apartment. There's the loft, there's the kitchen, and there's the living room. So who wants to look at what? I will look at the loft. I will check out the kitchen. Living space it is. And to aid in my investigation, I will cast Detect Magic so I can see magical things. Last for ten minutes. Yeah, the entire room lights up. Everything is fueled by Magitech and Magitite. That spell seems to not be super useful in this world. I, I keep it up to look for things that, uh, while I'm investigating, don't don't match up with known magic tech devices. Yep. Meanwhile, here, here, go ahead and do an investigate check for the loft. Eleven. You take a look around the loft and you see that there's a very large king-sized bed. What, what's 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 the what's the thread count? <laughs> I count the threads. You count. I don't know what a thread count. Hercule doesn't know what a thread count is. <laughs> You've never seen a bed so soft in your life before. Hercule lies down in it. It feels really nice. <laughs> you get really, <laughs> really, really sleepy. Uh, you do see that there's a nightstand nearby and a dresser on the other side of the bed. Hercule begins rooting around. He'll go to the nightstand first. Serious, so you're in the kitchen. Yeah. Also, do an investigate check. Yeah. So I did two. You rummage around the kitchen and you find that Valerie is really into cheesecake. There's just a shockingly large amount of cheesecake in the freezing ray Magitech fridge. Nice, nice. She always told me she hated cheesecake. Is nothing I knew about her real? Meanwhile, the three of you hear some footsteps outside. <gasps> Gasp. I hide in the dresser. And they rapidly approach the entrance to the apartment, the garage door. Nikos will look for a place to hide. Yep. Sirius will also do the same. Here, here on your loft, you see that there is numerous hiding spaces that you could go. You could go under the bed, in the dresser, behind the little, like, wall that keeps you from falling down from the loft. It's pretty easy to hide up here. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Sirius, you quickly look around and you see that there's a pantry. I squeeze myself inside the pantry. Yeah. Nicholas, however, you're sort of stuck out, like, directly behind where the door would open up. Nikos quickly looks at the stuff in his list. Before anything else happens, does he see, uh, what's her, what's, uh, Cirrus in the kitchen? Yeah. He glances at her, creates a telepathic connection, and says, uh, call me if you need me. And then he misty steps. <laughs> when the door opens, when the garage door opens, he takes that moment when it's still, like, just uh you know not all the way open so like you can see under it but you can't see me and he'll use that to see outside and, and messy step across the street so i guess he readies the action to do that i think you you need line of sight there's no windows in the front right so when she opens the door it's a, it slides up right mm -hmm. so she'll be standing kind of close to it and i'll be peeking through the bottom so that when it first starts to open i'll teleport out before she can see me <laughs> it's like some split <laughs> second like <laughs> Like, duel. That's the plan. Like okay. an Old West dueling. So, here, here, how about you roll a hide check with advantage? Serious, you roll a normal hide check and. Check. Really wish I was better at hiding. 20 for Hercule. Nice. Niklaus, go ahead and roll a dexterity check to prepare this action. Okay. I got a 9, by the way. Nice. 19. Here, here, you... Where do you go? I'm gonna go under the bed. Yeah, you... I I don't know why, but you're really good at hiding under beds. <laughs> he has some experience in his past. <laughs> some backstory's gonna come out from that. Yeah. The old hide-under-the-bed technique. <laughs> Seriously, you try to slide into the pantry, but it's filled with cheesecake-making supplies. Oh, no! Your large figure has trouble squeezing into it. You can't close figure. the door. I didn't realize Sarah's had a large figure. Tall figure. I There's do my just best. that much cheese make cheese cheesecake making supplies, okay. <laughs> I do my best to brute force my way in there. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Klaus, you try to prepare yourself to misty step out of the room. As you do, there's 
A peculiar silence. The people who walked up to the door have stopped. Oh. Nikos listens very carefully. Do a perception check. Oh, shit. I'm going to use my inspiration for this. I'm glad I did, because the first roll is a two. Oh, that's going to be a ten. You hear what sounds like some whispers, and you're able to deduce that there's two people outside. But it seems like only one of them is talking. You're not able to make out what that person is saying. Does it sound like Valerie speaking? Mm, you didn't roll high enough to figure it out. <laughs> There's a tense minute. Uh, is there anything that Klaus can do? He, he lets Cirrus know that uh, he says to Cirrus, I can hear there's two of them. I can't hear what they're saying, but they're whispering. Or at least one of them is. But they're not coming in. Do you think they know we're here? I don't think so. Can you get closer to the door and see who it is? Maybe. Also, you said call me if you need it, if I need anything, and then nothing happened. Like, is everything okay? Yeah, I was kind of misty step out the door when they opened it, but uh, it didn't end up happening. Oh, okay. That would have been really cool, though, if you had done that. (laughs) Okay, I got a plan. I got a plan. Hold on. Okay. And then Nikos casts Detect Thoughts. I can use the spell to detect the presence of thinking creatures I can't see. When I cast a spell or as my action, you can search for thoughts within 30 feet of you. The spell can penetrate barriers, but two feet of rock, two inches of metal other than lead or a thin sheet of lead blocks you. So is this a leaden door or is it... (laughs) Wait, it's it's literally blocked by lead doors? Yeah, thin sheet of lead will block it. (laughs) This is a first for me because I didn't realize the spells were nuclear. (laughs) Yeah, man. This whole city is powered by nuclear energy. Is it it like some type of... uh... A fantasy sheetrock uh, insulating <laughs> material, or is it uh, steel? Uh, no, it's metal, but it's very thick. It's shy of two inches. I, I totally didn't never realize that lead was the true <laughs> anti-magic material. <laughs> yeah, this is the reason Earth doesn't have magic is because we got so much lead in our core, <laughs> and uh, it protects against nuclear stuff like magic. Yep. <laughs> like magic. Everybody, everybody in this world just gets cancer all the time. <laughs> like, next few episodes, we're just... We somehow end up in only lead buildings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if the floor is This is our final episode. Metal, our then our can, characters have died of cancer. The spell can go dip underneath the thing through the rock of the floor and back up. Just like, yeah, okay, man, yeah, it's the, made out of lead. The garage door is not made out of lead. Okay, so that should be good. So I can detect them. So when I detect them in this way, I can read its thoughts for the rest of the duration as described above, even if you can't see it. But it has to stay within the 30-foot range. Mm-hmm. So I try to do it for the one that's... Uh, the, what do you think, guys? Meta time. Should I do the one that's talking or the one that's silent? I'll roll a dice. The true answer. One, two, three is Gaius talking. Six. So the silent person is the person I'm trying to read the thoughts of. I think that would be the better choice, actually. Anyway, so yeah. So it's just the surface thoughts. I'm not delving. You cast your detect thoughts, and the very surface thoughts, there's two parts. The first part is a momentary feeling of self doubt. And it seems to be focused on the fact that the lights are on. Oh, shit. And the second part is that the lights should not be on and or slash or someone on the team fucked up. I, uh, I whisper Seems into a uh, mind. They suspect we're here because the lights are on. Ah, I knew it. I knew it. I didn't follow the manual. <laughs> they're, 101, they're not, please work. <laughs> they're not sure, though, so we might be okay. Well, I mean, aren't you, like, standing right in the doorframe? No, I'm like, I'm like in the room. Oh, okay. I'm gonna try to force my way deeper into this pantry. <laughs> like, a, like a snake that burrows is in sand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that was the motif I was going for. As you continue to listen to this person's surface thoughts, you feel a mental sigh, and you hear the keyhole pad outside being tampered with. Okay, I, I ready my uh, misty step. 
The garage door opens. As soon as I see a crack of daylight, I'm looking for like the furthest point I can see. Yeah, what's the what's the maximum right behind the two people? Yeah, what's the maximum distance? The maximum distance is thirty feet, and if I see something like like a like a garbage can outside or a dumpster or a parked car, then I try to aim for the other side of that. Okay, well you're gonna have to pick like how at how high does the garage door open before you decide to do this? He's just lying on the floor looking. So yeah, I'm I'm like lying okay. prone peeking out waiting for it to go up and as it gets about five inches up and i'm like 10 feet back i'll i'll teleport to the most hidden place i can see within 30 feet (laughs) (laughs) yeah the garage door opens the six inches and you see well just the street that's all about you can see well that's it i teleport to the street and i hope can i change my orientation i guess i could right the way I'm facing. We never discussed like when you teleport. Do you do you maintain your like bearing? You're just I would pro- assume you would maintain your bearing. Like, like you don't just... like turn around. But I'm teleporting. I could like teleport. He's prone choose, on the street. Choose the direction that I'm like. I have movement, right? So I have five feet of movement. So like, <laughs> I I look over my shoulder so that I'm facing. <laughs> well, after I teleport, my back will be to them, and I'll be kind of curled up fetal position on the floor like i was a drunk <laughs> on the street that they just missed i love it all right i'll i'll allow it for the flavor <laughs> you've been putting nicholas has been putting himself in so many compromising positions this episode <laughs> the garage door lifts up and you misty step out of it and you end up in the middle of the street about 20 feet out i just i just don't move and keep listening to the surface thoughts here you don't really have a good view of the entrance you're hiding under the bed I don't think I have a view of much of anything. Yeah. You see that Valerie has hidden some naughty magazines down here. Ooh. Which is sort of weird, because she lives by herself. It's a choice. Sirius, in the pantry, you also see nothing. You just stare at more cheesecake-making supplies. I admire the cheesecake-making supplies. Nick Klaus, however, though, you teleport into the middle of the street. Into a fetal position, and... (laughs) You see... (laughs) And it's just really pathetic and... (laughs) It's just so pathetic and sad and drunk and just so disappointing. Except for the... Well, okay. The um, (laughs) two figures stacked up on the corner of where the keyhole is located just stare at you. One is very short and one is tall. The short one is a halfling and the tall one is a half-orc. Bum, bum. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, so, I'm assuming they saw me. Yeah, they both see you just lying in the fetal position on the street, suddenly. Now, did they see me teleport, or did they just glance over and see me on the floor? Like, they were prepared to about to, like, enter the apartment, and then they sort of, like, saw some mist appear and fly out into the street. Oh. <laughs> Run! Run! The halfling goes, Oh. My. Gods. What are you doing here? I think to Nicklaus, because we still have the telepathy. I'm like, Nicklaus, did it go okay? Nicklaus is like, Jenga! Jenga! Jenga is the code word for danger. They see me. (laughs) (laughs) We did not pre-discuss this. You're always supposed to pre-discuss your safe word. They're looking at me right now. I need help. Send help. <laughs> From the doorway, you see Virginia and Galazar. Galazar has his shotgun out, and Virginia just marches straight up to you, grabs you by the scruff of your collar, and drags you back over to the entrance of the apartment. Is she really strong enough to do that? Like, can she get enough leverage on Nicholas to do that? What was his name? Galazar? Galazar? Galazar. Galazar. No... We named him something else. We changed Gary. Jerry. 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 Barry. Larry. (laughs) Barry, baby! What's up? I'm like, oh, hello. What are you guys doing here? Virginia pivots and slams you against the wall. Ah! You you don't take any damage, but... Dang. She does it in a a nice way. 
<laughs> you can really Girl feel the tenderness. I, was, I, I didn't realize I didn't realize you were into that kind of stuff. Virginia is confused. Join the club, sister. Uh, Nicholas puts on a charming smile. Nicholas, you see that she's wearing now a dark navy suit. She still has her trademark red gloves, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" I'm doing great. How are you? And I'm like, help. From down help. the street, Nicklaus, you hear some footsteps. And both Galazar and Virginia look down the street. And Virginia drags you back into the apartment. Meanwhile, Galazar has his shotgun at the ready. And he's just like, ready. The garage door slides back down as the three of you enter back into the apartment. <laughs> I'm like struggling to get out of the pantry to help Nicklaus. As as the door closes, I, I loudly say, Virginia and Galazar, man, I, it's been so long. Cyrus does not know who either of these people are, but she's trying to get out. How, I mean, how much can I hear? Shirker, you hear pretty well. Meanwhile, Cyrus, you tumble out of the pantry. Cheesecake supply is covering you. And as you do, <laughs> Galazar moves into a position where he could just blast you in the face. Wait, 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 stop. Friend. Friend. Friend? Friend. 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 Hello, sir. Can you please put the firearm down? He doesn't say anything, and he maintains his shotgun aim at you. Sir, I'm a officer of the law. You cannot just point a firearm at me. He makes a hand signal that's... <laughs> there's, like, subtitles underneath that says, I don't care. Whether you actually can tell what he's saying or not is questionable. Oh, I can for sure. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's one way of responding to it. Nicklaus, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Virginia shakes you a little bit, and she's like, alright, where's the third one? He is doing reconnaissance. <laughs> she looks like she's about to punch you. Obviously not a great job, because he didn't let us know you were coming. That rascal. <laughs> Probably sleep on the job. <laughs> that rascal. So what are y'all doing in these parts? Rather uncharacteristically, Virginia pulls out a pistol and aims it at Cirrus, and then signals Galzar to check the upstairs. So has how so let me ask this, Joy. The the tech thoughts last for a minute, so I'm guessing by now it's ended, but do you know at what point it may have ended? And what the last thing I may have heard? I'll give you like another thirty seconds on it. Okay. So for these little exchanges here, is there anything besides her anger at me that she's uh, been thinking about? It's mainly just confusion. Okay. I have like my hands up and like the "Don't shoot" the internationally recognized sign for "Don't shoot." It's a, it's 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 the it's a it's a dab. Yeah. I have my <laughs> hands in like the dab position that everybody <laughs> knows means "Don't shoot." <laughs> what did you roll for your high check, Hirker? I don't remember. It was a 19 or I, 20, I think. Do I hear him coming up the stairs? Yeah, you hear Galzar coming up the stairs. I'm going to get... I mean, what kind of what, what kind of officer would check? I mean, would check underneath the bed? No one hides there. Literally everyone. Possible. Only you could one. do the, the thing where you're, like, clinging on to the bottom of the boards. <laughs> so he looks under and there's nothing there. But you're, like, <laughs> suspended. <laughs> Maybe, but... It might be worth it just to get caught. I'll stay. I'll stay hidden. I think it, I don't remember. I don't remember what I rolled. I'm pretty sure you rolled a twenty. I think it was a twenty. It's certainly possible. Yeah, he rolled pretty high. He rolled a, a uh, an eighteen. So he's not exactly sure where you are, but he does know somebody's here. So in the loft, here you're hiding underneath the bed. Just a couple feet away from you is Galazar, who has his axe shotgun at the ready, but he isn't exactly able to determine where you are. There's just so many hiding places up here that he's not sure. So many places. In the downstairs, Sirius, you sort of half fall out of the pantry. There's just so much goddamn cheesecake making supplies. You have your hands up and you see this halfling with the navy suit on and these red gloves. And she has a magic pistol pointed at you as in her other hand, she has Nicklaus against the wall. Somehow, she's holding up a human man, all three feet of her. Sarah says, Nicklaus, who is this 
scare who's this scary woman who has a pistol pointed at me and who has effortlessly pinned you to the wall uh, she's an old friend we go way back would you be better friends with me if I did things like this to you <laughs> <laughs> the class just like gives Cirrus a look like what so seriously Virginia what are you, what are you doing here no, seriously, Nicholas, what are you doing here? I asked first. No, I definitely asked first. And if you don't want me to blast your friend's head off, I suggest you answer first. I think you should answer first, Nicholas. Don't be like that. We go way back. Remember the rock? Was it a rock? Remember the uh, burning rubble? Even with your face pressed against the wall, you can feel Virginia wince a little bit. She throws you onto the ground and she's like, fine. How's Audrey? She's great. Living it up with Constance. Okay, great. Glad we caught up. Oh, we're investigating uh, a criminal that's uh, embedded themselves into the Falcons Reach Police Department and we're trying to uncover their narrative well deeds. There's a moment of silence and Virginia goes, What do you know about Valerie? She really likes cheesecake. <laughs> and she's and she's willing to play with somebody's emotions like it's nothing. <laughs> And who is this? Why is there a police officer here? Um, hi, I'm Officer Cyrus Alanis, and this is a very serious situation that I am investigating with my two good friends, Niklaus and other person who's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Galazar intensifies his search up the upstairs. It's definitely just me and Niklaus is what I meant to say. <laughs> here, here, from underneath the bed, you see a, the barrel of a shotgun poke in and you see the familiar face of Galazar your corporate foil <laughs> he gestures for you to get out I point at myself and like look around like are <laughs> 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 you pointing at me <laughs> you, you... <laughs> you I roll out the other side of the bed Virginia says okay so that explains the what but why are you here I mean we we gave our answer you know I, I think it's only fair that you give an answer too Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. It's going to be 23. Virginia remembers that you helped when she was mortally wounded and loosens her grip on the scruff of your collar. She does, however, remember Hircur not helping, but none of you guys know this. <laughs> but it does appear at the top of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikos takes the moment to straighten his collar. <clears throat> Still on the floor, straightening his collar. <laughs> Virginia says, Why are you here? Couldn't you go hide somewhere? Could you not go where I would be? I mean, I just remember how much you enjoyed spending time with us before. Uh, but, uh, you know, we did the whole trying to hide thing, and then we were attacked by gnolls. They ended up did being you, on the payroll. Did you try? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I mean, we're curious people. Troubles has a way of finding us. I blame Joey. Nikhaus shakes his fist to the, to the through the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Virginia sighs. She pulls you up so that you're standing. And yes, she's a halfling. She does that. I note this. I note her her freakish strength. She still looks like she might be ready to throw down if needed, but her guard is a little bit lowered based on the massive persuasion check that you just rolled. Nikos takes a moment to prestidigitate himself, the dirt and dust off his suit. And Virginia says, Well, after that whole incident, Galazar and I got bumped down to internal affairs. And in brackets, the subtitles say, in Valdivian. <laughs> We're currently investigating a mid-level executive named Lillian Oha. Bum 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 bum. Miklaus schools his expression. He lets nothing through. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a performance check. Ooh. Versus the their insight. <laughs> four plus six is gonna be ten. They rolled an eleven. Oh no! Here, I'll I'll take the fall for you. Sirius <laughs> is like, isn't that the person we're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> the class is schooling his expression. As far as he's concerned, he perfectly played it off. 
but uh, hearing uh, Cirrus just closes his eyes slowly. <laughs> and he does like a little shrug to Virginia. <laughs> I assume at this point, Hercure has made his way down. Uh, Hercure is still being held at gunpoint by Galzar upstairs. So how do you two know each other? Uh, she tried to kill us. Oh, why, why would you do that, ma'am? Because she's a piece of shit. Niklaus looks at Virginia. Virginia looks at Niklaus. You two are friends, right? That's what you said? Let's say compatriots in adversity. I write that down. <laughs> so they pull it out her notebook. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's confusing. Well, it's about to get a lot more adverse if you don't tell us what you're doing here. I mean, Sarah's kind of said we were investigating Valerie and her connection to Lillian. I don't know if you realize this, but Lillian was my direct supervisor at Valdivian. Virginia's just like, what? <laughs> Say what? I'll tell you what. Nicholas kind of mutters under his breath, and no wonder they got demoted. <laughs> <laughs> Sirius, as you emerge from the pantry, you see that there's a note, a envelope located on the kitchen counter that you just happened to miss before. And in big, perfect handwriting, it says, To Sirius. Not a bribe. Not a bribe. Exclamation mark. <laughs> Not a bribe. My heart stops for a moment. Am I still being held at gunpoint? Sort of, yeah. I, I try to, like, I try to casually sort of lean over and grab it without provoking virginia's ire yeah virginia is still staring deep into nicklaus's eyes what mm. nicklaus stares right back it's intense everyone else in this room sirius is very uncomfortable by it i just sort of casually like put my hand over the note and like slide it over to the end of the table and obtain the note and read the note we are still connected psychopathically yes my eyes look at the note Sirius, you open the note, and it goes, Dear Sirius, like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you for making it here. I hope you enjoy your stay. However, as per our previous conversation, I highly recommend that you don't try to stop me. My employer is the type to do anything to get what they want, and it's better for me to be dirty if it means that I'm still the cleanest one in the room. See you at brunch, Valerie. Yeah, so I read it, and I read it out loud in my head so that, like, Nicklaus also hears it. I'm like, what does it mean to be the, to be dirty but the cleanest one in the room? A couple of seconds after you pick up the note, something weird starts to happen throughout the apartment. Uh-oh. At first, it's like the sound of a tuning fork. Just this weird vibration that echoes throughout the apartment, and then music starts playing. It gets louder and louder. Meanwhile, Virginia is still yelling at Nicklaus and is like, Why are you here? I, you could have gone anywhere. You could have. And then she just, her words turn into just nonsense. She's just like, She's the demon we always knew she was. Everybody roll a intelligence saving throw. Uh oh. That's a rare one. Hercure got 21. Ooh. That's going to be a six. It's a four. <laughs> Not doing hot with the rolls today. As the music penetrates your mind, Sirius and Nicklaus, your intelligence and charisma scores go down by four. Oh, God. Ooh. You can literally feel yourself getting dumber. Oof, okay. Nicklaus, what does your intelligence go down to? 12. Okay, so on the scale of 1 to 20, 12 means you're still relatively sharp-witted. You understand sarcasm. That's probably the best benchmark that we have. Meanwhile, Sirius, what do you go down to? Oh, wait, hold on. It's minus 4, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that'd be 11 minus 4. So wait, it goes to 7. I don't know. I can't do that right. right now. <laughs> it's already taking effect I, I know <laughs> the method acting I know I'm I'm so into the role meanwhile Sirius your intelligence goes down to about a 7 which is very intelligent for animals but now you have a limited vocabulary me Sirius 
and virtually no deductive <laughs> reasoning skills. Shakir, you are unaffected. Galazar hears Virginia start sputtering nonsense. He looks downstairs confusedly, and he looks at you. Hercule shrugs. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Galazar also shrugs. Do you guys hear the weird music? This is Joey, your extremely adequate dungeon master. Just a friendly reminder to share the podcast if you enjoy it. It looks like we're somewhat unintentionally going on to the two weeks on, one week off schedule. If you have any preference about how often we publish, let us know on Twitter or Instagram at AAMagicPod. I mentioned before that we might do a dice giveaway as we rapidly approach our one year anniversary. I'm still figuring it out, but be sure to follow us on social media for any news about that. Join us next time as Hugh Cure, Sirius, and Nick Klaus try to fix stupid. Stupid.